Hello, hello. What is going on, everybody? This is Eli Fox, the host of the All Day Buffalo podcast. This is episode four. We're going to call this one More Moves because Bean has been making plenty of moves in the past week uh, since my last podcast. Uh, it was kind of crazy. I, I, I made that podcast and then all this stuff started happening. I was like, maybe I wish I, I could have waited another day just so I could have fit it all into that one, but it actually makes for a perfect episode this week. Um, it's been a very busy week, especially in sports. Uh, we've had a lot of free agency signings, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, all those guys have been firing off tweets, all the new information and, and new signings coming out. Uh, so it's an exciting time for free agency. We get to see what some of our opponents are going to look like. We're going to see what the, the bills look like um, in 2021 and, so it's been a lot of fun. Um, and then on top of that, this past weekend, you add on March Madness, which is arguably one of the best uh, sporting events in the the calendar year for sports. So that was super exciting. Um, get the brackets going. The brackets are busted, of course, as always. It happens very quickly. Um, sadly, I picked Ohio State to win. They lost to, to a 15 seed. So my champion was out within about five hours of the tournament, and I was on to something else. Uh, easy as that. Um, it happens every year to me, but we just push that aside. Wait till uh, March Madness of 2022, I guess. So less about that. This is a Bills podcast. We are going to talk about all of the things that happened since about last Tuesday. Uh, so... Stuff that happened, Matt Barkley is officially gone, and Trubisky, Mitch Trubisky, is in at QB2 for the Buffalo Bills. I got to hand it to my guy, A. Rich Akeem, for calling this one about two and a half weeks ago. Uh, he brought him up, and I was like, huh, and I didn't really think about it, but it's actually a great option. Um, he He's kind of like a worser version of Josh Allen, um, but still very, very talented for that QB2 spot. Um, and he gives us a nice safety blanket if Josh goes out for a game or two. Um, God forbid if he goes out for a longer period of time. He's a, a really, really good safer option than Matt Barkley. If Matt Barkley were to come in and have to save the season, I don't, I don't see that happening. But I can see Mitch Trubisky, you know, winning about half the games he starts, or maybe a little bit more than that, maybe a little bit, a little bit less than that. But he's he's the type of guy that can come in and maybe not save your season, but, but stay in contention if you were in contention before. Um, and I, I love this move. He, he signed on a, a pretty cheap deal. I'll talk about all that stuff more later, but I'm excited about that one. As of today, Isaiah McKenzie is coming back. I'm super excited for this one. Bill's mafia loves Isaiah McKenzie. There was some scrapping on Twitter that I saw. Um, people with differing opinions about Isaiah McKenzie. But um, I think this is good for the Bills. This is good that he's coming back. He's a he's a great Swiss Army Knife type player. Uh, he can play multiple positions. He can do really whatever you need. Uh, he, can, he can score in any position. And he's versatile because you can use him on special teams and you can use him in the passing game and even in the running game. He uh, can be all over the field and he's really, really hard to to counter against or to to game plan for because the Bills have so many other weapons. Like you're not going to be thinking, all right, I got I to stop Isaiah McKenzie. Uh, he's kind of an afterthought for a lot of defensive uh, 
defensive coaches. Um, so, cause everyone's got to worry about Stefan Diggs and, and now Emmanuel Sanders, Josh Allen, uh, the running backs, whoever they may be, um, come the beginning of the season. So th this is a, this is an awesome move. He came back on a extremely team friendly deal. Um, so that's very, very good news. Uh, like I just said, and Emmanuel Sanders is taking over for smoke. Um, it is upsetting to see John Brown go kind of saw it coming for sure. But Emmanuel Sanders is a very good person to bring in. I think the bills have been kind of eyeing Sanders for a couple of years now, and the window kind of finally opened up and, and this signing's awesome. He's a, he's a veteran. He's got championship pedigrees played in, in a bunch of different championships. And that's going to bring a lot to this team. He's going to be the guy that wants to go out and he knows, he knows exactly what needs to be done in order to get to that championship um, and win it. So that's a really cool signing. I didn't really see that one coming. Emmanuel Sanders is now a part of the Buffalo bills. That is going to be very, very fun. And the last thing I'm going to talk about today, Levi Wallace is also coming back. Um, this is a, this is a, a solid, you know, I'm not, I'm not upset. I'm not ecstatic about this one. Um, but he is a great tackling corner. Uh, we'll get some more of his stats later, but he does his job pretty well. And I'd like to see him maybe do a little better in coverage this coming season. He's still only 25 years old. He's got a lot of room to grow at that cornerback position. So I wouldn't be surprised if he took a small leap, maybe an even bigger leap than small. But Levi Wallace uh, is coming back and also on a team-friendly deal. Bean has been all over the team-friendly deals. The only one that was kind of a little bit maybe too high for me was the Emmanuel Sanders deal. I would have liked the Sanders for like maybe four and a half, five million, maybe not six. Uh, but because you're only saving like three million now from cutting John Brown, John Brown would have been eight and a half, nine, maybe or that's what he was projected at. And Sanders comes in, gets six. That's a savings of $3 million and it's savings nonetheless. But I thought maybe they'd go a little bit lower for a wide receiver, uh, but definitely happy to have Emmanuel Sanders coming in for smoke as he has left. All right. So let's get started talking about these moves uh, a little more about Trubisky now on the bills. Uh, super cool. The NVP. Nickelodeon's most valuable player, whatever it is, uh, if you guys do not know. Um, but Mitchell Trubisky is now on the Bills. He signed a one-year, $2.5 million deal uh, to be the backup quarterback for Buffalo uh, behind Josh Allen. I think this is going to be great for Mitchell Trubisky. Not only is it great for the Bills, like I was just talking about, having a good safety blanket to come in if Josh does get hurt or having a guy that can come in in the fourth quarter if we're up big and still play, you know, decent football and, and, and be competitive and not just throw your guy out there and just watch him be, you know, picked apart by a, a second string defense. Uh, so this guy can still play for sure. It's going to be great for him and his game as he moves throughout his career. I don't think Mitch Trubisky is going to be on our bench for too long. I think this year is it this year and maybe next year but I do not see this being a long-term backup position for him. I think he, my projections for Trubisky is that he plays well throughout the preseason. Um, maybe gets a couple snaps if we're up big 
and makes himself kind of a nice little trade piece for the Bills. Um, some somewhere that needs a starting quarterback, and they can then see that him going to a better organization with better weapons uh, can can fix what people thought of Trubisky. You know, people think Trubisky kind of stinks. He thinks he's the worst quarterback ever. Whatever. Uh, he gets a lot of gets a lot of slander on Twitter and Instagram and all those social medias. Uh, but I think this is great for him, you know. So last year in 2020, he started nine games. He had a 93 passer rating. He had a 16 to 8 touchdown interception ratio and threw for 2,055 pass yards. Not a bad season for not playing the entire thing. Um, you know, he got his chance. He made the most of it. And maybe he didn't get a starting job, but I, I don't think a starting job is is too far away from Mitch Trubisky in his future. Um, on his career, he's got 64 touchdowns, 37 interceptions, and has a 64.1% completion completion percentage. Uh, did not show his overall uh, passer rating for his career, but when I was looking at spot track, it looked like it was probably around a 70. 8 to 80 maybe um just trying to do like quick mental math looking at it but like i said trubisky is a perfect fit for this backup position he'll learn the offense quickly he he he's a he's a player that kind of plays a similar role as josh allen you know he he can run he's he's kind of sneaky athletic he's got a pretty strong arm and I think he'll do great here uh, for, for what it's worth. You know, he's not, he's not going to be a big star. He's not going to take over Josh Allen's job. We know Josh Allen is a franchise quarterback. So we're not picking up a quarterback to kind of come in and, and maybe take the position because we all know that that's not going to happen. We have a stud at quarterback and that is a fact. We all know that. So that's all I really got to say about Mitch Trubisky. Uh, I'm super excited to have him. Uh, it'll be very, very cool to have a serviceable backup. I will miss Bitcoin Barkley, though. I, I did love him. I think he was really good for this team. Um, Bills Mafia loved him. The team loved him. He seemed really important to Josh Allen and the growth of Josh Allen from 2018 to 2020. Uh, so that'll be missed. But we know Josh Josh is Josh now. You know, like He doesn't need to be groomed anymore. He doesn't need to be taught anything else you know he's the one that can do teaching he he's the one that can maybe help out mitch trubisky even though mitch trubisky is older than him um and technically more nfl experience than him josh allen has had a much better shake in the nfl than mitch trubisky has so josh allen can teach him some things that have worked well for him and and it can really improve mitch trubisky's play in the future um, and to whatever team he goes to next season or in 2022 season. So enough about that. We're going to move on to Isaiah McKenzie coming back. This was really, really cool. Uh, he is a very, very versatile threat, like I was talking about. And him coming back on a one-year, $1.15 million contract is huge for the Bills. This is the most money that Isaiah McKenzie has made in his career basically by far, I would say by at least $300,000. I think he was getting like a, like 850,000 or something last year. Um, and that's, that's before any like signing bonuses or anything. 
So he's making the most money that he's made, but it's still super team friendly. And he's going to be able to most likely he'll be able to do punt returns, kick returns and have his, you know, limited role in the offense. Um, last year he played 16 games. He had here, he participated in 24.8% of snaps on the season. He had five receiving touchdowns and he averaged 17.63 yards per game. And on top of all that, zero fumbles, zero drops. So Isaiah McKenzie is super reliable with the ball. He doesn't turn it over. He, he gets you yards when you need it. And he's, he's someone you're not going to see coming. You know, you're not, you're not going to, you're not going to plan for this guy. Uh, he's, he's also definitely able to be lethal in the, in the return game. I, I'm, I'm interested to see how he does on kick returns. We know we had Andre Roberts who was a stud and who was a pro bowl level kick returner. Uh, but Andre Roberts wasn't the best punt returner. Uh, and we saw that Isaiah McKenzie was able to come in in some games and then make big plays on that punt return team. So that was very, very awesome to see that he's back. Uh, Bill's Mafia was very excited. There are some people in Bill's Mafia that are not excited. That's all right. That's their opinion. That's what they think. Um, everyone is entitled to their own opinion. Uh, but for me, at least, I am extremely excited for this one. Uh, I love Isaiah McKenzie. I can't wait to keep seeing him salsa dance in the end zone. Uh, he is the man, and that'll be a lot of fun to see. So next up, talking about Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders has taken over for John Brown. And Emmanuel Sanders got signed to a one-year, $6 million deal. Um, in 2020, while he was playing for the New Orleans Saints, he played in 14 games. He had 50, he played in 52% of the snaps, had 726 receiving yards, five receiving touchdowns, and had about 11.9 per catch. He had one fumble and three drops on the entire season, which are pretty solid numbers. You know, he's not he's not um going to be dropping the ball. He's going to be turning the ball over a lot. So he's, he's reliable in that department. And I think that's kind of a, a thing we want to keep rolling with this bills team. You know, the bills have receivers and maybe besides like Devin Singletary, a lot of people and, and Josh Allen tends to have fumbling issues. Hopefully he can kind of smooth out those issues in this season. That's like kind of the next step he needs to make. But, um, that's kind of the theme with this team. Like there's, this isn't a fumbling team. This isn't a team that's going to turn over the ball a lot. Um, and I think that's going to keep becoming more and more true because all these guys are super sure handed. Like I saw multiple times last season, Stefan Diggs would take super hard hits. One, I didn't know how he would get up from them or like he wouldn't be hurt. Cause he's not the biggest guy ever. Uh, but he would never drop the ball either. He would never fumble the ball. The ball security is, is number one on these receivers minds. Uh, and, and another one who might have issues is Dawson Knox, as, as we all know, but Emmanuel Sanders fits that mold pretty well. Um, so it's exciting to have him. He had a really, really fun season to watch in new Orleans. There's a lot of good clips of him, you know, kind of, going up, mossing people, 
getting up over people, getting that ball um, and making huge plays when the team needed it. And I think with a, with a better quarterback, at least in this stage of the careers of, of Drew Brees and Josh Allen, he's going to thrive with Josh Allen. And not only is he going to thrive with Josh Allen, it seems like Emmanuel Sanders is super excited to even be in Buffalo. And that is like one of the most exciting things to me as a Bills fan, you know, there's over so many years, people wouldn't want to come here. I, if you guys remember Antonio Brown, when all those fake alley or everything was coming out about him coming to Buffalo, it all ended up to be fake. And he, he commented on the NFL's post of him coming to Buffalo. He said fake news with the alarm emoji. And it was just like, Oh man, like it, it, it was so embarrassing almost because, because it, it was a star player that didn't want to play with us because we weren't good enough for them. We play in a small market and the team wasn't very good and they didn't want to play. They didn't want to play for the bills. And it was like kind of heartbreaking. This also happened with Vontae Davis <laughs> quitting at the, at the, in the middle of a game at halftime, he, he hung up the cleats. He retired because he was so, he was so tired of it, you know, like, so, so those days are over. Free agents want to come here. It's Buffalo is a destination now. We remember with JJ Watt. JJ Watt wanted to come here. There was he was in or the Bills were in his top three. Like he was super close to coming here. I think the Bills just didn't give him the money that he thinks he deserves. You know, he got 15 and a half million in Arizona. The Bills were never gonna pay him 15 and a half million. Max, they were probably giving him like maybe 10 million. And then if you're taking a 15 and a half million contract, you know that the person that saw the $10 million contract is like, no, I'm not coming. So with all that being said, that is enough on Emmanuel Sanders. Let's get going on the final talking piece of the episode. Uh, and that is going to be Levi Wallace. And he is coming back on a super cheap deal. I think you guys see that there is a trend going on with a lot of these contracts um, that have been signed this offseason, and that they're pretty cheap deals. Um, Levi's coming back on a one-year, $1.75 million contract. That's an absolute steal for uh, his caliber of talent. I think it's perfect for him. He is kind of sliding off in production since his rookie season, where he kind of burst onto the scene in Buffalo um, and played pretty decent. Um, and it's kind of slipping a little bit, but when you think about it, have we had anyone that could play cornerback better than Levi Wallace at that position? And the answer to that is no. Um, earlier today, I was listening to the Rico report. Uh, Rico is a great podcast host and, um, content creator over at Buffalo fanatics. I love that podcast. So, uh, props to him on doing great work over there. Um, and he was talking to Steve Tasker and he asked Steve Tasker to defend a couple players in the bills. And one of them was Levi Wallace. And Tasker was talking about how every year we've tried to bring in a CB two uh, since Levi Wallace has started um, doing his work there. And we haven't, we haven't gotten a guy. I mean, we've tried to bring in Josh Norman. We brought in Dane Jackson multiple CB2 options and they weren't able to outperform him in camp. So that goes to show that Levi Wallace is grinding 
um, behind the scenes. And he is 100% in it to make this team better and do the best that he can to improve his game year in and year out. Uh, last season, he had 48 tackles, which is really solid for a cornerback. I mean, that's kind of what he, the best thing that he brings to this defense. He's not like a, a lockdown coverage guy like Trey White is, but he is going to be a sure tackler on the edge and on the outside of the defense. That's really, really important on like sweep plays and outside runs and screens. You want your cornerback to be able to come up with those, those clutch plays and those big time stops. So guys like Tyree kill and those speedsters can't break big ones around the corner on you. So Levi Wallace definitely has his place on this team. I've said this many times before, but I'd love to see Levi play some nickel corner. Um, I think he'd be really, really good there. He, he would get more opportunities to get tackles. Um, and, you know, that would then have him dropping back in deeper coverage happen less. Um, and I think we still should definitely draft a quarter, uh, a cornerback in the draft. Uh, there's a bunch of good prospects, uh, J.C. Horn, uh, Fitu Milifanwu, just to name a couple. But there's a lot of guys out there that we could grab that could probably compete for a CB2 position and have Levi Wallace play the CB3. Uh, I think that would be a really, really good uh, plan for the cornerback position coming up. And in addition to his 48 tackles, I forgot to mention, he had two interceptions last season. So he makes his impact for sure. And you, you definitely see him out there game in and game out. He's not disappearing with the rest of the defense. Um, and I'm super glad that Levi Wallace is back. And I think that he can add a really nice dimension to this defense. So that's all I really got to say about him. Um, and that's all I got for this episode of the All Day Buffalo podcast. Um just trying to give you guys a heads up. I have some new ideas in the works for this podcast for episode five coming up. I think I'm going to start a little mini series of uh, player profiles. I'll ask around on Twitter. I'll see some players you guys want me to talk about. Um, thinking guys like Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, go back into their background, their college careers or high school careers and bring up some uh, cool stats that maybe you guys didn't know. Maybe I don't even know. Um, and do some cool research and figure out who these guys really are that are playing on the Buffalo Bills. Uh, we can do some more role players, not always do the stars. We can go back in time, talk about some legends of the past um, on those really great 90s teams, like um, like the guy I just talked about, Steve Tasker. We could talk about Jim Kelly, uh, Lofton, you know, all those guys, those uh, really good guys that our parents remember playing them. Um, back in their day. So I think that'd be a cool series to start up. Uh, it would start on episode five. So I'll start doing research pretty soon on that um, and seeing and looking for some good players to do some profiles on. But yeah, that's all I got for you guys today on this episode of the All Day Buffalo podcast. I always appreciate the listen, um, whether you're listening on Google, Spotify, or Apple Music. I appreciate it greatly. Uh, this has been really fun so far. Uh, being able to talk my piece on everything going on in free agency. Um, and then soon I'll be talking about player profiles and just kind of helping you guys get more educated on the guys that are on this roster. Um, I think, I think that'll be a really, really interesting thing 
I love going back in the background of players um, and seeing where they came from, um, whether that's a humble beginnings, um, whether they are superstars off the rip, maybe even in like middle school um, and high school. Uh, so yeah, um, just like that. That's all I got for the All Day, All Day Buffalo podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, go Bills. See y'all later.